0: There's a bra in the background. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Swan Dong. A very serious poetic reading with the laundry going in the background by Gina Arhus. Here we go. It's pulsing white and will give you a fright. Here is the tale of
1: Swan Dong. It's lean, it's mean, it fucks like a machine. The feathery violence of Swan Dong. You'll moan and crone at the sight of this bone, the raging pleasure of Swan Dog. So good night, sleep tight, and have dreams of a Dick White, the post-fucked slumber of Swan Dog.
2: So I drink till the night, becomes comes another day, and the day's just another little thing in our way. There's something about the way you beat
3: me down, that I'll never lose.
4: The fights of no return. The pain in my chest. The stain on your dress. The glass in my eye. But
3: this life is a joke, and death is the punch. punchline.
1: Mother's a man.
0: If you're going to suggest "Swan Song" by Robert McCammon to someone in a book group uh make sure you don't uh mistype that and write swan dong and find out the next day that you said swan dong
3: ah ha ha hello a most joyous and glorious beep beep to you children on this most special of days. Welcome to Mothers of Mayhem, an extreme horror podcast.
1: It says on our script that I'm supposed to say funny shit, but I don't want to.
3: That's okay. She's not feeling funny today. (laughs) She will be soon though, because this is this today's episode is an incredibly special event that was inspired by my favorite book talker and friend of the show, Dustin Whalen at Captain Crippy. As you heard in the episode intro, when Sweet Dustin attempted to suggest Robert McCannon's Swan Song to a fellow Books of Horror Facebook group member, his phone auto corrected Swan Song to Swan Dong. Which is exactly what you get for socializing with too many book weirdos like myself, Christina, and the rest of the indie horror online community, Dustin. Sucker. Sucker. <laughs> yeah, honestly, man. I mean, you brought it on yourself, my dude.
1: <laughs> and it's too late now to go back. So, yeah, sorry about yeah,
3: your yeah, you just need to get better friends, man.
1: <laughs> Raise that bar,
3: friend.
1: Raise that bar because you're here.
3: Right? you need it to really be here. It really is too late for you now
1: grape in the bottom of the barrel.
3: Uh-huh. After, uh huh. After Dustin discovered this autocorrect fail, he made a TikTok about it. And of course, with him being one of my favorite TikTok buddies, I saw it almost immediately. And my brain was instantly like, ha ha ha, ha you dingus. Oh shit. Wait, no, that's brilliant. We can use this. Dustin's pain. Dustin's pain is the indie word tribes gain, motherfuckers.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> and I promptly messaged Christina with this amazingly stupid idea.
1: <laughs> I still probably couldn't tell you what it was. Luckily, she has it all typed out for me. So I could yeah, just spew she was,
3: it. She was spew like, it. she was like, yeah, that sounds good. Do what you want. I'm like,
1: okay. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. I think that's great.
3: And um, that's how the Swan Dong competition came to be, isn't it, Christina?
1: <laughs> it is. We challenged you guys, the fans, to come up with a story, no more than five thousand words, because you know that five thousand words is still a lot to read. It's I didn't a fif- know. it's
3: fifteen minute read time. I'm like,
1: I was hoping for like a haiku or something.
3: Yeah, it's almost a novelette, and they did like- good
1: like, give me a haiku. I could do a haiku right. all day. We got three winners.
3: Yeah.
1: We got three winners. So they get to come on this trash show, which I love that we call our show trash because it really is. And we love our trash show. Like, you know, some people are like,
3: you know,
1: our shows are, no, our tra- show is trash and we're okay with that. Like that's who we are.
3: And that's people. why people love us. It's Cause we because are trash.
1: Because they get on and they're like, I'm going to watch this show that makes me feel better about myself because I could do like infinitely better.
3: Yeah, look, look, if they can do it, I can do it. I just want to take a moment and
1: say I'm a little bit jealous because you look so comfortable, right? Girl,
3: <laughs> girl. So if you're not watching on YouTube, what you need to know is that I have a really, really bad squishmallow problem and I am currently oh, resting she's- in a giant... Mountain of Squishmallows.
1: <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous like, of her life right now.
3: This is my safe space.
1: <laughs> I can see that.
3: I am flanked by a purple stingray and a two-foot-tall giant pink bigfoot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just. And someday, I'm dealing. I'm dealing with the crud.
3: You can come and sit in Squishmallow Mountain with me.
1: I will never leave uh
3: so when we got these stories we started going through them and as christina said we had three that really really stood out (laughs) um submissions were reviewed by myself christina dustin who of course needed to be involved because he's the reason for all of this and fellow book reviewer slash mothers of mayhem sister wife at this point gina arhus who uh also contributed the gorgeous and compelling swan dong poem that was featured in today's episode lead-in so that's sweet gina you actually may see more of gina in season two and Mm. you probably if you've listened to our women of horror episode have already had a chance to meet her um I get a little emotional every time I hear that Swang Dong poem, Gene has so much untapped talent. <laughs> so even though we got really great submissions when it came down to it, the three finalists we have today we're truly our shining stars. <laughs> and what they,
1: they don- really took it and just- t- oh
3: my god. Our- so what they don't realize is that even though we told them that we would pick three winners we actually ranked them uh number two and three are pretty even stevens because they were amazing in their own right but our number one uh, he deserves a giant sparkly crown of golden sickness genitalia because it is something else and he doesn't realize that he wrote himself into a grand prize (laughs) Now, I am still working on that grand prize, um, but as of the release date of this show, it should be May 14th, we will have more details about that, which you will be able to find on the Facebook group. Um, not only will it be a grand prize for him, but it will be something that you, as the fans, will be able to obtain for yourselves as well. So can I get one too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's the beauty about. I spring, don't even know what it is. is so. they let us order samples, which is wonderful. So yeah, if you go on our Teespring, dudes, you can order yourself samples of whatever we've got up there. I don't know if you know that, but you get them at wholesale price. I might have to cut this part out of the recording. No, don't. No, I probably won't. Yeah, but no. yeah, because we're the we're the merch creators, yeah. so we get wholesale prices. So you, I'll give you the login shit.
1: <laughs> I learned something new every day, friends. We'll every day.
3: Friends. <laughs> so poor Christina, suffering. you guys. You we have to we have to give Christina some grace today, even though she did not test for it. We are one hundred percent sure, based on personal and past experience, that she has COVID right now. In the And having had it myself over Christmas, it fucking sucks. (laughs) But
1: uh, I am, I'm at like 95% of where I was because I was, it was bad. Like I wasn't near death's door. I like to say I was on death's door, but like, I'm just, I'm a little bit dramatic when I'm sick. So, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I was fine. It was just fever and congestion and stuff. So.
3: Yeah, but it lingers. You gotta
1: stop lick doorknobs.
3: Yeah, that would help.
1: You you gotta stop licking doorknobs. I know, I know. It's almost oh, like God. I should read, like, I don't know, some guy named Chandler Morrison or
3: something, I don't know. Ew, Chandler Morrison. I hate him.
1: <laughs> <That guy. laughs>
3: Speaking of Chandler Morrison, you guys, if you are a Chandler Morrison fan, um, going a little off the rails here, one of the first messages I sent to Christina this morning was a link to the band Alt J and one of their new songs, which is called the actor off of their newest album, the dream. But if you listen to this song and you're a Chandler Morrison fan, you will sit back and be like, did they write this song for him? Like this song is the absolute, mo- it's an absolute Morrison vibe. Listen. Oh my I God. That's, I was like, Christina, <laughs> I don't have the guts to message him and be like, Oh, I do. I think I'm they wrote this it. song for you. <laughs> so I'm going to put that burden on you to do. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I I'll, I'll like, <laughs> like such. It's such a Chandler Morrison vibe, man.
1: It's Just so funny. Let him, know, like,
3: let him know that I'm the one that tipped you off, too. I it. will.
1: I will, cause I'll take and you know I'll go to send him an email and it'll come up with like Chandler Morrison and I'm like I have Chandler Morrison's email, and, like I still can't I get know, it. That. It's That's just it's weird. It's so surreal so to me still. I also
3: have, I also have it and just can never bring myself to use it.
1: <laughs> well, I do. I'm like you know what? If he hasn't blocked me by now. <laughs> I feel that way about he him He keeps and, like, answering, Harding. so. Yeah, I feel that way about, like, him and Ryan Harding and, like, and Buck. like if they haven't blocked me by now, yeah. I think I'm okay.
3: Then we're all right. Like,
1: <laughs> now they're all like, right. I'm going to delete her.
3: That's what <laughs> I say to that,
1: yeah.
4: bastards.
3: <laughs> well. Shall we go ahead and get these guys in here so we yeah. spend an entire episode talking about swan dicks?
1: I do think that's why
3: not. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty on brand, right? <laughs> really, it for us, yes. For Hell us, yeah, yes. fuck yeah, let's go! Hey, kids. Looking for a way to affordably access the best and wildest independent extreme horror currently in existence? Godless Horrors is the place to be. Go to www.godless.com to gain access to thousands of extreme horror and splatterpunk books from the genre's best and brightest independent authors. Godless Horrors offers every title in their catalog in a variety of formats to ensure compatibility with your favorite digital reading device. Strapped for cash? No worries. Godless has a fantastic collection of free titles ready for instant download, with other titles in their collection rarely exceeding $3 to $4. Again, go to www.godless.com or download the app. And tell them what the fuck you're looking for. Come join the godless tribe today. Forever delightfully deviant. Forever godless. (laughs) Well, all right, kids. Here they are. These are our three swan dong short story competition winners. We have mr christopher grindstaff
2: hello
3: mick collins
4: hello everybody
3: and russell holbrook
4: congratulations
3: (laughs) fellas did you ever imagine you would be on a podcast talking about a story you wrote about swan dicks
2: no not about swan dicks no (laughs)
3: well
2: it's just as
4: the gypsy woman foretold
3: oh (laughs) Live in your best lives. Hell yeah. So we're going to have you each take a turn reading us an excerpt from your amazing stories. We're going to go one by one. And also just to let the audience know, we will be making these stories available through the Mom Facebook community group. It is a private group. You will only be able to access this content in its entirety by being a group member. Um, And please respect the artistic work of these amazing authors. Do not take this work without permission and do not spread it about because these guys deserve to have their artwork uh, respected the way it should be respected. But if you would like to read these stories in full, they will be available to you on the Facebook group. So, we are going to start with mr christopher grindstaff who gave us a story that was very simply entitled swan dong <laughs> i mean you understood the assignment <laughs>
2: did, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so he's going to give us an excerpt from his a favorite part of this story and then we are going to break it down mr grindstaff it is all yours
2: Thank you very much. Um, obviously, I wrote a very long story. It was 5,000 words was the limit, and I wrote 5,200-something words, and then I just had to delete a bunch of words. So I'll, <laughs> if I go on, I'm going to still read an excerpt, but if it's too long, just tell me to shut up and I'll shut up. Okay? Oh, no, that's fine. You do what you do. <laughs> this is an excerpt from a lovely story called Swandong. Yay! <laughs> Yo, Yo, guys, let's head back now. It's getting late. I checked my phone. Half past midnight. What about swan cock? Peter asked dejectedly. I'll show you another day when it's not so dark, Ollie replied. I don't fancy wading about trying to grab a fucking swan right now. Nah, fuck that. We were promised swan dong and we are getting swan dong. Peter pulled his boots, socks and jeans off and ran into the lake. We all cheered and jived as Peter attempted to grab a swan, whilst Dolly shouted instructions on which ones were male and how to grab one safely. The swans scattered before Peter could get anywhere near all but a small black swan with strange red eyes. Peter approached the bird from the rear and grabbed it behind the wings, pulling them back and holding the swan's head against its chest. The swan desperately tried to break free from the wrestling hold, trying to beat its wings and bite at Peter's fingers. Peter waddled slowly back to dry land, making sure he maintained the headlock on the swan. The bird was honking and screeching furiously now as Peter held it as high as he could. So, do we have swan dong? Peter asked, unable to see himself. No, nothing, I replied. I knew swans didn't have dicks. They absolutely do, Ollie proclaimed. He stepped forward and started pushing back feathers. Hold him still, Peter. I'm trying my best, mate. And he really was. The bird was frantically trying to free itself. I could see the veins in Peter's neck straining. The screeches of the swan morphed into hauntingly human, sounding screams as Ollie unveiled its flaccid penis to us. Then it was quiet. The black swan, seemingly defeated, stopped screeching and fighting and just studied us with its beady red eyes. I wasn't sure if it was the booze or the weed, but I could see an intelligence in the swan's eyes. An intelligence and a deep, dark hatred. (laughs) 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 Uh, It looks like a tumour-riddled earthworm, Minister said, (laughs) snapping me out of the hypnosis. (laughs) No, look how thick it is at the base. It's as thick as a toddler's arm, Sarah added. It truly was a strange sight. It was pink and slimy looking, covered in bumps, bulges and veins. It was as thick as a snake at the base and it ended in a worm-sized tip. This is nothing. You guys need to see it erect. It's insane, Ollie exclaimed. Well, get to it then, mate. I can't b- hold this bloody bird all night, Peter said. Look, I've shown you a swan dung, as promised, but there is absolutely no way I'm jerking off a swan tonight. Ollie stepped away from the bird, raising his hands to show his involvement was over. Jack, you do it then, I dare you. You know I'm not one to turn down a dare, mate, but I don't know, the girls don't want to see this. Let's call it a night, okay? I responded hoping to wrap up this night and get Sarah back to my room. We fucking do want to see it, Melissa protested. Sarah, I asked. She leaned and whispered in my ear. You get that swan erect and I'll be sure to get you erect when we get back. (laughs) My mind was suddenly made up. I gingerly reached out my hand and took hold of the slimy, oddly shaped penis. I rubbed my hand up and down the swan shaft as it swelled to monstrous proportions. I heard a few noises of shock but was unsure who made them. I was mesmerized by a gargantuan bird boner in my hands. It was clear I had made the bird rock hard erect in just a few strokes. Job done. <laughs> I started to release my grip on the swan Don when I felt it pulsate. I just had enough time to think one single word. No <laughs> I'm like having to.
3: I'm like losing layers here.)
2: <laughs> I'll go, I'll go a little tight kind a of bit more. Go, ahead, go, go, keep going. Hot swan semen exploded into my face, quickly filling my eyes and nose, and far too much had found its way into my mouth. It was oh, white with that... the greenest tinge, and it smelled like rotten seaweed. The ejaculate <laughs> temporarily blinded me. I could hear the laughter of, of my friends, and I dropped to my knees and mumbled, beer before we, the grave time indeed, and started to violently throw it up. As I vomited and snorted the semen from my orifices, I wiped my eyes furiously with my sleeves. Is that long enough? I can carry
3: on, carry on. Oh my god, no, that's great!
4: Hey, <laughs> hey,
3: do you guys do you guys remember the day our podcast got flagged by the FBI? Because <laughs> uh, it was today. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm oh, hell. Sure, I'm pretty
3: sure it <laughs> happened right after Chris staff read his excerpt from his. Right.
1: We Making <laughs> pinpoint the exact right. moment. <laughs>
3: that,
2: that's not even. I read an excerpt that wasn't as bad as it gets as well. So. No, no. Oh, wow. We want to read it after.
3: Um, it. Honestly, it gets so much better <laughs> from <Right>. that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it is fan fucking fantastic.
2: Chris. <laughs> yeah.
3: When did you when did you start writing?
2: It's a tough question. Um very recently and at the same time a long time as well. Like um I studied film in college uh, many years ago and I used to write scripts and stuff then. I was in a metal band and I used to write lyrics and stuff, but it's only recently, truly recently that I'm actually Trying to do this now, and uh, Swan Dong, for better or worse, is the first story that I put out there. So, uh, thank you for choosing it.
3: Oh my God, you are so welcome! What a wow. debut, my friend.
2: <laughs> I
4: don't know if I want to read mine now. I don't think I can. talk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so freaking good! Do you have more work in the line? Like
2: very shortly, yes, very shortly coming. Um, I got. My stuff is sort of like um, There's lots of crossover But there's a lot of like brutal fairy tales In there Oh, oh my favourite Yeah I'm writing, I'm writing one at the moment Which is essentially the borrowers um, Little tiny people that live in yes! the woods But yes! instead of getting found by a, a Nice young English boy They get found by a, a delinquent A sexual delinquent as well Oh my oh. god stop it <laughs> nice.
3: Holy shit Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> and- shenanigans ensue. <laughs> well, I'm,
2: writing a few, I'm writing a few darker things as well, but Swan Dong was uh, perfect. I love strange and silliness like yeah, Shane McKenzie, some of his stories. You know, they're brutal, they're extreme horror, but they're just fun, you know, just a lot of fun.
3: That was my next question, really. Like what what especially since this was the first time you actually set forth to write mm. a, what was the what was it about swandong it felt so
2: inspiring i've seen, seen, <laughs> seen the post um i read it i thought it was funny uh, an idea popped into my head about some people going down the pub and uh taking a piss out of their friend who put on a girl that he fancied in my story swandong i absolutely love swandong and then from there i just thought what would they do they and it just all came to me the disgusting whole story just came to me so uh, i just had to oh, quickly write it down so.
3: well chris you are off to a great start and as you continue to move forward you just remember your your weird book moms oh I
2: certainly in will. those acknowledgements
3: and be like thanks ladies marion and christina yeah, right? for that one time yeah. you inspired me to write a story about a giant swan Bondics. cock yeah <laughs> the,
2: the um the next story that i'm probably going to share i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i'm ready to share it almost is uh, a mermaid story uh, a Ooh. brutal mermaid story so nice. Oh
3: my god! Called caviar.
2: Caviar
3: is what it's called.
2: Yeah, that's what it's called. Shut the
3: fuck (laughs) up! That's amazing.
1: Very nice. (laughs) I I love mermaid stories because, like, anybody who's actually read the Little Mermaid instead of you know watching the stupid Disney film. Sorry, don't like Disney. It is what it is. Like that's really that's not really something you want your daughters to oh. grow up to be like, no, no, no. <laughs> and i love when people are like oh my god i want to be ariel that i grab and i'm like no you don't, oh,
4: yeah. no,
0: <laughs> yeah. no, you don't. I'm, i have a question like i've never heard this there's like another a different little mermaid like the source material the original like, yeah okay yeah. sort of like what they did with the Grimm's brothers? Yes. Like, yes, I think
3: Hans I want Chris to say Hans Anderson. And the it's original, really the original Little Mermaid is devastatingly horrifying. What? It's it's horrifying. Okay. It's wow. it's terribly it's like, wanna, sad. It's heartbreaking, <laughs> and it's just a super dark story. I and think the one she... that you get through Disney. Is nothing like what you get with the original story. It's, yeah,
4: yeah. I think she wound up in a chicken of the sea can, like <laughs> something like that. It's been a while. That's all I'm saying it's, it's been a while
1: because I read it and I like because I usually read in like the bedroom or something, and I came out and looked at my husband, and I was like, "No more Disney, no more Disney." <laughs> like. Because even Cinderella, like, she gets her, like, the stepsisters try to, they chop off the back of their heels. Yes! They, their heels. they
3: cut off their toes and, like, and their heels.
2: Oh, yeah. Totally.
1: Yes. I'm like, I'm like, come on, Disney. If you're going to sell me something, sell me the truth. That's all I'm asking. Give us the God. real stuff. <laughs> give, me the, give me the deets.
3: <laughs> well, now I can't wait. Um. <clears throat> Chris, are you gonna try to self-publish this or are you gonna go through a digital distributor like Godless? Or make please make sure that you let us know when this thing's coming. With
2: caveat, yeah, I'm not entirely sure yet, but um I love that read title. That shortly. Me oh, too. Yeah. Me too. I'm so excited. I'm kind of obsessed with the title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to some um, ladies that like weird horror stuff, mate.
3: <laughs> have you got a kid there? I have yeah, a Yeah,
2: the little kids showed up.
3: Too. Yeah, I have one too.
2: Get out of it. mine mine are so
1: used to it that they're just
3: like you know.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: They don't even they don't even blink twice, and they're only eight and five.
2: Yeah. So this is a note. We got a little nosy one here. He wants to know everything.
3: That's good. That doesn't go away. Wow, Christopher. (laughs) Okay.
1: You wrote the opening to Noah or to Exits, right?
3: For the written and red boys
1: say hey, that sorry say that one more time you wrote the um intro for the exits with uh oh
2: yeah i certainly did i got the honor of doing that um uh jack bantry asked me to do it he knows that i'm the admin of um i create created the written and Red podcast discussion page on facebook um because I, I loved that podcast when it first came out and, and there was nowhere to talk about it so i set up the group for that mm-hmm. and um i'll publish um i've had a few reviews and stuff in a uh, splatterpunk scene so uh, oh. jack asked me to do it and the guys agreed 100% that i should do it so yeah i had the opportunity to write that it's fantastic so.
3: introduction by christopher yeah. Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i forgot mine so luckily she's on the ball
2: mine's downstairs <laughs> it's
3: too bad you're in the uk otherwise i would have you sign this page
2: oh right yeah, i appreciate that i appreciate that um God I'm going to get rid of the tofer on my name, though. It's just going to be Chris Grindstaff from everything else from now on. Awesome. So Gr- Grindstaff, the Grindstaff part is a pen name. Chris is my real first name. And I hate people calling me Christopher, so I don't know why I chose Christopher as the pen name. Uh. So I soon become annoying. I was like, oh.
3: <coughs> <laughs>
2: because, they well, me, because I wrote a weird story.
3: Congratulations again, my friend. You really hit it out of the park. Thank you so much for sharing this with Thank us, Thank
2: you very again. much indeed.
3: I just wait till you hear what else is coming. Oh,
2: there's no, more. more. Yeah.
3: Nick Collins. more.
4: Oh. oh, you want me to follow Chris? Uh
3: huh. Oh, yeah. Mick Collins gave us the magic that is Swan Dong and Gosling.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes.
3: And we would love for you to read some of that for us, buddy.
4: Well, I would love to read it to you. So here we yeah. go
3: hold your horses everybody here we go (laughs) so this uh
4: the first the whole first part of the story kind of fits within the the time frame here the 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 allotted time frame so Uh, swandong night let me try that again night descends upon Grayson city spires of the tall glass monuments of commerce and greed scraped to the sky at their base commerce and greed also took place but this commerce is backed by drugs sex and blood these streets turn mean when the sun goes down sometimes the only way to survive is to be meaner or just you know stay inside (laughs) a cry pierces the night the sound of it quickly swallowed by the noise of the unforgiving city hope has no place here salvation is just a word the only justice is street justice insert lonely saxophone bleat here (laughs) but there's a glimmer of light in the darkness and it is not the flickering neon of a two for dollar strip club half off hannah sat in her wooden cart she lined it in plush purple and gold velvet because she was premium and wanted her clientele to know it on most nights she parked on her usual corner of west and keaton calling out to the passers-by hey baby looking for a little fun get it little i don't have a bottom half half off hannah chuckled at her own joke there were a few things she liked more than making people uncomfortable and as far as she knew she was the only sex worker in the city that had nothing going on below the belt quite literally she didn't let that stop her from being the best damn sex worker she could be hell she was in demand i may not have a puss puss but my hands are magic she called out to an older couple who hurried by see i got one for each of you treat the She waved both hands at them as they ran to the opposite side of the street. The night started slow, but she didn't worry. There was still plenty of it left. Her attention snapped to a group of young men guffawing and nudging their way down the sidewalk. Excuse me. Hannah recognized their uniform, light blue button-up shirt, khaki shorts, and loafers without socks. One of the most dangerous of all downtown denizens, the group of chads, guaranteed to ruin Hannah's good mood. Young and seemingly bulletproof, with stupid rich families to get them out of whatever assault and rape allegation got in their way, they would do whatever they want, and they knew it. Hannah struggled to put her gloves on. With no legs, she had to use her hands to roll around the city in her cart. Her hands were her moneymakers, and she couldn't afford to soil them on the rancid sidewalks. No sooner did she have her gloves on, did the group of noisy and entitled frat boys spot her. She knew it was too late. What do we have here, boys? The leader asked as they stood around her, blocking off any chance of escape. The overpowering smell of dracar noir and overpriced vodka seeping out of their pores made her want to gag. Where's the rest of you? Another one let out an inbred horse laugh. Yeah, where is the rest of you? A foot came up and knocked her over. Her cart rolled off the edge of the sidewalk and into the gutter. Hey, you fuckers, I'll bite your goddamn ankles off, Hannah yelled, righting herself and glaring at them. One doesn't survive these streets without being tough. She wasn't going down without a fight. She'd pop their knees off like hubcats the first chance she got. They started nudging her with their penny loafers and boat shoes. She grabbed at their feet, but it did no good. One caught her off balance. She fell on her back and they started rolling her around the sidewalk like a soccer ball. I think you boys should walk away right now before you get hurt, a woman's voice said from behind the group of entitled dickbags. It was a voice that carried the confidence of someone ready to kick all their asses, one at a time, in an alphabetical order. Fuck off, one of them called out, still engrossed in playing kick the prostitute. In the blink of an eye, he was gone. Pulled from the group in a sudden motion, they all stopped and turned. Dressed in white from her boots to the top of her head, she stood there wrapped in a cape, edged in feathers. Her mask held the only spot of color, a bit of orange and black jutting out in the out of the bill. Her blue eyes showing no fear, only justice. Swan dong, half off, <laughs> Hannah called out in relief. And Gosling, from behind swan dong, stepped out a smaller version of the hero. She stood with her arms akimbo. Her costume was fuzzy and off-white. Her boy short, shorts smaller cape and peaked shoes gave her a faint resemblance to a much licensed sidekick of page and screen what the fuck is this the leader of the group asked halloween isn't for a few months you dumb bitches help her back on the cart and walk away Swan Dong warned the hell are you gonna do about it he kicked hannah again without warning something hit him in the face hard the only clue that Swan Dong had moved was the ripple of her cape Seeing their fellow trust fund brother hit the ground, the rest suddenly became animated. Get him! They hurt Jerry! And especially an inebriated one called out as he rushed her. I get the young one. Another one walked up on Gosling, a lecherous look in his eye. Gosling let him get closer, never breaking her stance. As soon as the repeat statutory offender got within distance, Gosling's foot shot up and punted his testicles. They burst like rotten grapes. He fell to the ground, rolling in agony. The taller hero sprang into action. Two medium-sized plastic penises flew through the night and hit their marks. Two yuppies hit the ground. A third roofie wrangler reached for Swandong. He pulled his fist back to punch the woman, but just just as his daddy had taught him. From her utility belt, Swandong pulled a long black double-ended dildo. With the expertise of one who knows her weapons intimately, she battered him backwards. Unable to defend himself from the penile assault, he fell to the ground unconscious
3: oh my god if y'all are not if okay so if y'all are listening to this and not watching this you need to go back and watch it on youtube because one of the best parts of this whole thing so far has been russell's quiet reactions to everybody else's <laughs> stories <laughs> it's like so great <laughs> I love oh my god mick and you guys don't realize this story that's that's pretty low key for where this story ends up going. Oh, yeah, it
4: <laughs> yeah, it like ranges the whole Adam and Eve back catalog of products before it's <laughs> over with. It I does. guarantee you.
3: Oh, oh my god. It, you know, <clears throat> Mick, I think you have the distinction of being indie horror's like leading ex- splatterpunk superhero
4: author kind of yeah i guess
3: like he's he has blended splatterpunk subversive transgressive with the superhero genre i mean we've had the godless league but you're out here writing like full books about like Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm sure my, my parents knew where all those comic books as a kid led to, they would have never bought them for me.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, entertainment for us.
4: True. True. And so, that's what's more important. That is what's more you know, important.
1: I can remember because I, I took notes on everybody's stuff and I remember Roofy uh-huh. Wrangler. Roofy Wrangler. Literally uh-huh. made me laugh hysterically for like a good two. I don't know why.
4: I'm very proud of that one. I am very proud of that one. But I'm like,
1: (laughs) that is that is spectacular. Thank you. So now I just want to call people that just out of spite now. (laughs) They don't even have to be a Chad. They could just be like the school principal at my kids' school. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I
3: when I read and, and then again when I heard you reading the part about the shoes like the boat shoes and the loafers uh, in my mind it's just a bunch of dudes wearing um hey dudes you know those like yeah. super popular hey dudes shoes and like my mind just fills with these oh my god <laughs> so when you saw the submission guidelines come up and you saw swan dong what what, what in your brain was like hey i can do that
4: um well <laughs> I was I was sitting there drinking coffee and I saw the thing and I'm like, well, I, you know, I try it out in my head, see what I can come up with. And a couple of ideas popped up and eh, no, not that. And then the image like there where swandong is standing there and then Gosling hops out from behind her. And swandong and Gosling. I was giggling. <laughs> my partner sitting next to me going, what are you laughing at now? Because she knows I'm an idiot. And so I was just like, wait, I got this idea for the story contest. Hold on. I got to write this down so yeah and it just went from there
3: oh my god amazing now uh mick just put out a book called dick wiggler
4: which is another phenomenal
3: superhero story um and you will probably see a review coming from me on that one on tiktok soon uh because it's amazing
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was hilarious
4: i actually stopped writing it to write swan dong i was like a quarter of the way through dick wiggler so i guess the source material you know you can see where it came from but i was i literally stopped writing that so i could write this
3: oh my god we are so honored
2: i can't wait to uh, read the rest of it
3: oh yeah it just gets better (laughs) and better y'all have no idea And the most beautiful thing about this, is, you all will see, is that each of your stories are very distinctly different. Oh, yeah. So we have this one theme, but each of you came at it from such wildly different angles that it was uh, just remarkable. (laughs) Absolutely remarkable how two words could take (laughs) all of these brains in so many different directions. Right. Mick, what do you have coming up uh, after Dick Wiggler? Because you're a very prolific writer.
4: Um, I'm actually the least prolific writer I know. I've just been very inspired this year.
3: Don't say things like that. Don't, 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 don't you do that.
4: We <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's, it's to Talk truth. about our friends. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm not, it takes me forever to write anything, but this year I've been pretty inspired. Right now, I don't have anything really like cooking. I do have, um, I'm going to be in a anthology through Gloomhouse later on this summer.
3: Oh yeah, um, what was the theme for that one?
4: Um, I don't know if there was really a theme. It was, I think it's just, it's going to be me and James. I don't know if I know if I'm supposed to announce this yet, so. I have to get back to him on that but there's an announcement there's an anthology coming up later on this this year it's going to be three of us in that um but other than that I really don't have anything cooking I mean you know, I'm working on, on new stuff though so I'm going to try and get as much as I can out this year because I feel like I got to make up for some lost time so because I've been doing this stuff for eight years now and it feels like every time that I put a book out I have to like reestablish myself so I'm like I'm tired of doing that so I'm just going to keep on keeping on
3: yeah um mick had a book out this year mm-hmm. I, I, I i'm so sorry because we so many books come through and so many people are writing all the time i can't remember if Vera Malum yep. dropped at the end of 21 or at the very beginning of 22 beginning. yeah the very beginning, beginning, beginning. Of 22. but if you have a chance it's available on godless you can order mm-hmm. the paperbacks this book is incredible it is 100% recommend. Um, and you're working very, very close. Are you basically like Gloomhouse specific now? Or are you sticking with them with James?
4: Uh, kind of a hybrid deal. Um, like like Dick Wiggler, obviously, it was on my own. Um, but I am definitely all in the Gloomhouse camp. Um, Helping him out everywhere I can, and then anything more on the horror side. Uh, Right now, the plan is just you know to go through him, depending on you know what his schedule is, because I know he's been like super busy too. So, and I'll promote promote them any chance I get, because I know he's got some really good stuff out now, and what he's got coming up is definitely worth definitely worth looking at.
3: Oh, absolutely! Ooh. Bloom House, we are uh, well. I <laughs> am all about Gloomhouse Publishing because this is a central Pennsylvania indie horror publishing company. So uh, we are all set. And Nick and I actually only live like an hour away from one another, <laughs> and James Carlson is actually even closer to me.
4: <laughs> I like drive past like his neighborhood I'm on my you know, my way right? to work every day. So.
3: <laughs> so Pennsylvania represent. Um. <laughs> This is the first time that you as an audience are getting to meet Mick this season of Mothers of Mayhem, but you will meet him again closer to June, uh, because he participated in our Alphabet Mafia LGBTQIA episode, which will be coming up uh, during Pride Month, so you will get a chance to meet Mick more in depth during that episode. Congratulations again on your stunning victory in the swan dong submission contest.
4: Thank you so much.
3: Oh, and thank you for being here. Now, Russell, yeah. we have some interesting information for you. So, we were originally going to just pick 3 winners all on the same level, you know, there wasn't going to be any ranking or anything like that. We were just going to find 3 people and celebrate this amazing work they did and y'all brought it so hard that we could not deny you three were it but russell you kind of took it to the next level and you gave us swan dong three the further adventures of jesus h christ and thor odinson best bros for life like totally (laughs) (laughs) and it was so magical that we have officially declared you the grand prize swan dong short story submission winner and part of that prize is that i am in the process of designing a t-shirt for your book and you're going to have to message me your size and your address but your t-shirt will be official mothers of mayhem merchandise available for purchase by all members of the fan community <laughs> celebrating oh. your story <laughs> because it's just too good <laughs> and we oh, wanted to you. give you something just a little extra special to celebrate because this is this is something <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs>
1: oh.
3: and now that we've hyped it up you have to read some of it
0: oh okay well thank you so much um wow i really appreciate that and i'm I'm very i was like really excited when i saw the announcement and i'm very happy to like be a part of this with all of y'all and you know making this uh-huh. and just everybody so thank you
3: oh you are so welcome so give us some swan dong three the further adventures of jesus h christ and poor <laughs> Otison, best bros for life like totally
0: okay it starts off Tuesday, Town, Georgia, 2.56 p.m. Um, can you still hear me?
3: Yes, we got mm-hmm. you.
0: Okay, I had to turn down my volume because of the echo.
3: Oh, yeah, no, that's perfect. Now you sound great. Okay. Do me a favor and start from the beginning again, and that way I can get your full reading nice and clear.
0: All right, here can, we go. I can just
3: snip all this out.
0: Okay, thank you. Okay, Tuesday, Mabeltown, Georgia, 2.56 p.m. Jesus deep-throated the corn dog and gazed at the image before him. After softening the breaded, deep-fried wiener with his saliva, he bit off the tip and began to chew. Beside him, his best pal, Thor, said, So, bro, what do you think? Spewing bits of corn dog, Jesus replied, dude, it's so fucking beautiful. I don't even know what to say. Just say you love it. You know I love it. Jesus swallowed. So, um, what is it? Thor said, It's a swan, bro, with a huge fat dog. <laughs> oh yeah, I see it now, Jesus exclaimed. Dude, that's so awesome. I didn't even know that swans had big fat dongs. This one does. Like, yeah, it totally does. The Two friends stared at the painting that adorned the hood of Thor's classic white 1986 Pontiac Fiero GT. An elegant hot pink swan with fire-tipped wings spread wide. Chest puffed out, dark serious eyes, and a massive, fully erect human
2: penis.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <a magical laughs> joint from the pocket of his dirty gray uh, sweatpants. Uh, Bruh, this calls for a celebration. Hell's yes, spark that shit. Jesus said, <laughs> lighting up." Thor took a long drag and passed to Jesus, exhaling said tammy painted it for me tammy the temptress jesus said breaking into a coughing fit dude she's a witch nah man she's cool i mean she is a temptress and a ninth level witch and all but hey chick's gotta make a living right yeah, that makes sense jesus eyed the painting thoughtfully she sure is hella good with the airbrush And your car looks even sweeter now. But dude, there's gotta be a catch. I mean, she is a witch and a temptress. And that's like double the whammy. (laughs) There's no catch. Tammy just said don't drive over 55 on a rainy road after 3.07 p.m. on Tuesday, and it'll be all good. Shit, that's good to know jesus said taking a huge pull off the joint he exhaled and passed the doobie back to thor and said let's go for a spin and smoke this blunt i just rolled while we were standing here smoking that joint and talking <laughs> I did, bro and besides it looks like it's about to rain thor said glancing up to the gray cloudy sky jesus shuffled to the passenger side and opened the door I loved it when we smoke blunts and drive fast in the rain, but let's be back before five. I got an appointment to give Pastor Joel Osteen that new solid gold and diamond-encrusted Mendez SC four-door luxury SUV that he's been <laughs> for. No worries, bruh. We'll be back way before then, Thor said, sliding in behind the wheel. He hit the ignition, bringing the sports car to life. Let's kick it, Brodinsky! Rock, Jesus yelled with a fist pump and a pelvic thrust. Thor threw the car in <laughs> reverse and jerked backwards out of the driveway of the townhome that he and Jesus shared. Oh in your crack, lightning weaved through the sky. Jesus lit the blunt and cranked up his favorite Striper cassette on the stereo. Striper. Fly, <laughs> shouted as he floored the gas. And the two friends burned rubber down the neighborhood street. Houston, Texas, 3 p.m. Ah. Pastor Joel Osteen jacked his dick with unabated fury. <laughs> He's <passed laughs> always on the advertisement is like dying. <laughs> <Abated> <laughs> issue of Gazillionaire Evangelical Magazine. The solid gold and diamond-encrusted Mendez SC luxury four-door SUV. Name it and claim it. Name it and claim it. Name it and claim it. Mendez. A name synonymous with luxury and status. He repeated his chant over and over again in his mind. He concentrated. He grinned. And a single tear of blood formed in the corner of his eye. Mabeltown, Georgia. 3.05 3.05 p.m. While stopped at a red light, Jesus lit up the second blunt of the afternoon. He inhaled deep, then passed to Thor, who in turn took a huge hit. Dude, we're hot in this motherfucker, Jesus yelled over the blasting Christian metal. Fuck yeah, Thor shouted through a cloud of smoke. Jiggling the gear shift in his palm, eyeing the light, Thor revved the engine. 3.06.33 p.m. A torrential rain broke loose from the sky. The light glowed green. Thor popped the clutch and put the pedal to the metal. Jesus and Thor shouted. They peeled out through the intersection. 1,800 feet later, they blew through a yellow light just before it turned red. Jesus yelled, run through one more yellow light. we will be in the alternate dimension, dude. Three blocks up, a green light beckoned. Thor switched gears. The speedometer climbed higher. 52, 53, 54, 3.07 PM. Jesus and Thor neared the intersection. Faster, faster, we're almost there, Jesus screeched. Thor slammed the Pontiac into fifth gear. The engine roared higher, 55 miles per hour, 56, 57. Thunder cracked the blackened sky. Purple lightning crashed in a hard rain, beat down Houston, Texas, 307.42 p.m. Deep within his prayer closet, flanked by rows of $100,000 suits, Pastor Osteen jerked his dick with furious purpose, all the while reciting the magic words of the Baptist conjuration ritual under his minty fresh breath, staring at the image of the SUV, blood seeping from the corners of his eyes. His climax mounted, sending waves of sensation through his cock, and in his mind a vision appeared, unbidden, of a neon pink swan wielding a massive man-dong. The (laughs) cocker's eyes rolled back into his head, and the sight consumed him. Mabletown, Georgia, 308 p.m. Thor and Jesus darted through the intersection beneath the yellow light just before it turned red. The purple lightning struck the road ahead. Houston, Texas, the exact same time. Pastor Osteen blew his holy load. Ropes of jizz flew across the closet. He saw himself as the swan in mid flight, a giant boner guiding him across the azure sky. The pastor's body shook. He called out to the Lord. The flying jizz boomeranged and shot back into his wide open mouth and down his throat. Gagging, staring at his shaking hands, Pastor Osteen fell back and watched neon pink feathers grow out of his skin. Mabletown, Georgia, 3 TN PM. A gaping fissure opened in the road where the lightning struck. Glorious neon pink luminescence filled the void. Houston, Texas. I think you already know what time it is, so I won't keep telling you. A hot, pink, upside-down tornado formed over Pastor Osteen's compound, ripping off the roof and sucking him up into its center. He cried out in agony as his body transformed.
3: Beautiful. It's so
0: beautiful. I think I'm going to stop there. Oh, yeah! (laughs)
4: that's beautiful <laughs>
3: that is beautiful it is so good okay so you, from the very start it, it's just so great <laughs> like the time frame and everything that you put i i fucking hate joel osteen he's going <laughs> to hell and so this gave me like yeah. so much joy
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I really enjoy like writing about those um, those types of people. Like one of the first stories I ever had published featured the musicians oh Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant. And, oh my god!
3: Oh my god!
0: They were uh, doing really evil things.
3: <laughs> where? Where? What book is what? What is this? And where can we get it?
0: It's uh oh hold on i forgot hold on
3: <laughs> he's like i don't even remember all i know is that it was awesome Oh, oh, oh.
0: It's in a, this was published in like 2015 or 2016 and it was called um axis of evil a heavy metal tribute anthology
1: oh and my um God.
0: yeah they get they they have to like go uh, there are these two metal heads that get wind of the plot that they have and so they do battle with amy grant and michael w smith and destroy them but oh I love i'm gonna th- i think it's gone out of print there's a bunch of stuff i have that i want to um republish through godless that
3: oh, would be a please. good one to start with oh that would be a great one to start with. <laughs> that's like prime godless material right <laughs> Russell what else do you have out currently that people can go find um
0: I have a full-length novel called Lucifer and it's about a cat a serial killer like vengeful female cat and um that was uh yeah and, and then I have a I have a um, memoir about my uh, heroin addiction that I went through in my twenties, and that's called "Heroin Is the Answer," a memoir of what I can remember. Ah! And that's narrative, that's narrative nonfiction and poetry. Oh, <laughs> it's
1: and beautiful. I,
0: and um, I have a. To, I have another novel called The Water Babies, and that's out of print, and I have a a novella called Crust about a boy who turns into a funnel cake and the, his girlfriend <laughs> eats him, but that's out of print, too, so um, that was published by New King Books, and they were part of Rooster Republic, but the oh, line was yeah. discontinued, and then uh, um, my first book, I published my first book in 2015, and then I unpublished it and rewrote it, and I want to like republish that. And uh, but right now it's just the memoir Lucifer. Oh, and my friend Trevor Kennedy in Belfast, UK. He and I put out a Thanksgiving-themed anthology called The Distended Table. Yes. And Ryan. Yeah. Harding is in that, and Matthew Vaughn, and um. Roland Bussy Jr. Yeah,
3: yes, yes, yes. thank you.
0: So we had a wonderful time doing that. It's it was it was a logistical nightmare, and it it took a long time, you know, to get it together. And then we revamped it and re-released it last Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, but Roland's story is like the centerpiece in the in the middle of the book, and um. And it's all every every uh, story has an accompanying recipe, and they're all like disgusting, you know. And most of them involve cannibalism.
3: Oh, it's my awesome.
0: favorite! Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I actually, I actually read
1: um, Doorbusters last night.
0: Oh, thank
1: you. <clears throat> and it is like it starts out one way, and it's so funny because it just goes along this path and it's like it's picking up things along its path I loved it I thought it was hilarious I was cracking up the whole time like the, the cult leaders were just I don't even know what to say about them like they just exactly <laughs> it was hilarious like they had this like they uh, talked about how something about if, if you put them in to the roaster if you put the human into the roaster while they're still unconscious but alive then that helps to bring in the juices and to make them juicier and oh yeah (laughs) i was rolling i was rolling it was hilarious
3: can you believe it took us 21 episodes to the point where we did get flagged by the federal government can you believe it took us this
1: long (laughs) to get here
3: all we needed was chris grindstaff mick collins and russell holbrook and a bunch of swan cocks to make it
1: (laughs) but yes it is it is a hilarious story that i will definitely be reading again near thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is not one of my favorite holidays. Right,
3: <laughs> Russell. Please, please do give us some of this back catalog that's out of print. Because yeah. I, you got all three of you have this great way of mixing horror plus humor, which mm-hmm. absolutely one hundred percent is the mega vibe for me and Christina. Yes. But we thrive. It's just your brains are just so wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) So if you've got stuff that you're sitting on that you haven't let us have, then F you, man.
1: (laughs) She's all about it. She is all about it.
0: (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah, man. I'll do my best to get that stuff out as soon as possible.
2: (laughs)
1: What? Marion, stop lollygagging. We You're can't muted. hear you. She just, she just.
3: Can you hear me now? There we go. Yes, the oh, FBI
4: Lolly. muted you. <laughs> they were like,
1: "Fuck these kids." Let me tell you.
3: Honestly, I don't blame them, and I am again surprised that it took this yeah. long. <laughs> Guys, if people would like to know more about you and if you feel comfortable with people contacting you or reaching out, where is the best place for them to find you?
2: Me on, uh, just on Facebook, really. Chris Groin stuff. I'll add you and I'll chat to you. um, Yeah. So hopefully getting stuff out soon. I want my name's just starting to get into people's ears. I want them to be sick of it by the end of the year. So uh, we'll be seeing much more. We can
3: definitely help you make that happen, my friend. I'm super annoying.
2: <laughs>
3: In the very best possible way. Absolutely, Absolutely, not. Absolutely not. That's your opinion, lady. Kick I like to
1: think. I like to think that I get so annoying that people are like, fuck, I'll just read it to shut her up. <laughs> How I feel. As it should down. be. Right, deep down. <laughs> they're just like, shut her fuck up. <laughs>
3: Mick, how about you? Where would you like people to reach out to if they'd like to find you?
4: Um, I'm usually on half off Hannah's Corner most Saturday nights. <laughs>
3: Woo!
1: Love it. Love it.
4: When, when I'm not there. Now I'm on, on Facebook, um, Mick Collins. Um, feel free to message me and harass me. That's fine. Um, I have a website, Michael R. that's got all the stuff for my books. I'm um, on Instagram, um, Michael R. Collins, and I am consistently being shadow banned on TikTok at McWrights. So yeah! I think I am shadow banned at the moment because apparently I cannot put the cover of Dick Wiggler on there without repercussions. I don't understand. <laughs> so
3: you have to get hey, creative Shane. with your stickers.
4: I'm going to have yeah. to. I've <laughs> learned
3: that. Yeah, welcome to the frequent shadow banning club, my dude. Woo-hoo. yeah that's indie horror. TikTok loves indie horror <laughs> <laughs> not Russell where can the people find you
0: um, I'm also on Facebook just as Russell Holbrook and I have a my personal page and I have an author page and um, you know I'm with you guys in the uh, Mothers and Mayhem group and the Written in Red uh, group as well and um i don't really frequent tiktok or twitter i'm really terrified of twitter i don't do twitter and uh i'm but i i also write a uh i write a column for the HorrorAddicts.net um website it's called logbook of terror but it's really just like my, very mild because they're like more about like the spooky stuff and like just the more traditional horror yeah so it's more like pg-13 but it's a it's a lot of fun and um so i can be contacted there or um but you know any of those places and i'm i uh, enjoy like interacting and just like communicating with everyone so yeah
4: hit me up
3: Awesome. Well, as Russell mentioned, all three of these guys are very active, as are Christina and myself, within various Facebook groups. So if you want to find us, all of us, all five of us, come find us in Books of Horror, which is (laughs) RJ Rolls's oh uh Facebook group. And then we have Written and Read Podcast. Uh Facebook group which Chris helps run and then they are all in the mothers of mayhem community fan group Facebook group Um, yes and for more information on all three of these fellas you can refer to today's show notes but honestly for even better access to information regarding them and our show in general just come join us in the Mm -hmm. mothers of mayhem official Facebook group in the Facebook group, you can find links to our merch store where you will now be able to access the uh, <laughs> Swan Dong 3 t-shirt by the time this episode launches on May 14th. That shirt will be available for all. Um, you can also... Find links to our ultimate fan community reading soundtrack playlists on YouTube and Spotify, which I know Mick has actually been using. I have. Uh, yeah. awesome. it. it just validates all of my hard work, and I appreciate that so much. Uh, you can also find exclusive info, content, and frequent giveaway opportunities in the Facebook group and so much more. The finale. For season one of mothers of mayhem is fast approaching and if you got yeah (laughs) we we love you all but we're telling you we need a break (laughs) so if you do want to stay in close contact with your weird book moms and all of our friends while we're on hiatus that is the place to be you can find links to our various social media accounts in the show bio. As always, you can send questions, comments, and insults to the mom Podcast at gmail.com email address. That is, of course, Podcast at gmail.com. Do not forget to send dildos to Christina. Swan-shaped DM- ones. Yes. Swan-shaped <laughs> ones. Please do DM me if you need her mailing address. I swear to God, Mick Collins, I need more Zach Baggins anthropomorphic shark memes. <laughs> I'm
4: on it. I'm on it. No problem. I am
3: considering also making an anthropomorphic shark T-shirt for the mom fans, so we'll see how that goes too. Um,
1: Zach, poor
3: Zach fuck zach baggins he can i love suck.
1: zach baggins
3: zach baggins can suck a swan dong
1: <laughs> he probably will. he probably <laughs> he probably
3: will. does on the daily am i gonna go to, am i gonna get sued i'm not gonna don't nobody. nobody send this episode to zach baggins i swear to god i'll find.
1: i'm gonna do it so hard I'm gonna
0: no. do it so hard <laughs> i had to look him up to after you first mentioned him, I had to look him up to find out who he was.
3: Just based on his picture, were you like, oh yeah, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's Poor a sad. Douche sad. <laughs> he
1: all he's trying he to
3: do. All
1: he's trying to do is save the world one fake spirit at a time. And you are just
3: yeah yeah i am just i am just and i will <laughs> I can't continue even I was like, to be that way because i <laughs> Your
1: blood pressure i'm sorry i'm
3: sorry look I'm, video, I'm pregnant sorry. i am pregnant I don't sorry. do that to me <laughs> as always we want to give a huge thank you to amigo the devil for allowing us to use his song Hungover in Jonestown as our theme I actually just got to see him play live in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania in a tiny, tiny venue um, just this past Monday it was his last small show he is now currently on tour doing stadiums with Gogol Bordello for the rest oh, wow. of the summer oh. um, so that was an amazing opportunity, there is video footage of on our Facebook group of him performing our theme song "Hung Hungover over in Jonestown with a full room of people participating it was fucking amazing um, if you are not listening to him and yet are an extreme horror fan I honestly don't know what you're waiting for because he is he is our vibe 100% <laughs> he might not be heavy metal but if you listen to his lyrics you're going to be like right on dude murder ballads all day every day let's sing about cults <laughs> <laughs> all right so thank you again gentlemen thank, thank you guys you. we well, love thank you, you all thank you and until next time go raise some hell children
1: make your book weird book mommy is proud Yay!
4: love you bye, bye is <laughs> death is the punchline oh no. <laughs>